if your toe was removed at birth, you wouldn't even trouble you. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's the same with breathing as well, isn't it? You don't think about breathing, but you still do it. <laughs> you can't just remove your breath, though, Rob. Evening, boys. Hi, John. Hi, Race. Hi, John. Hi, Rob. How are you, lads? Good, thanks. Yeah, not bad. It's been a few weeks since we've um, we've caught up. Nice to see you both. First thing I noticed, Reese, is uh, Rob's beard is very short. It is very short. He was at the heat wave, I reckon. It was. It was getting too hot, so I had to trim it all the way back and then start again. Basically, was it was it like so, um, when you see on TV with farmers um, shearing sheep? Was that gem in the back garden with you pinned down, sort of? shearing off your beard pretty much yeah i didn't have a choice but it was uh i should have seen the amount come off it though there was loads have you and most it? of it was no no i, I should have really you could have made a wig <laughs> <laughs> i should have just left her outside can i and just give it to the birds and they could have like give made a net with it yeah or to make a nest make a nest because that's what they're doing now because all the um the leaves and everything are coming off the tree at the back so they're just collecting that. What season that. are you in? I'm still um, in summer. Well, it's nearly autumn now, isn't it? August. <laughs> it's not nearly Is autumn. It? So I get mixed up. Me, Go on. Let me get this right. So the birds are getting all the leaves and everything off the trees to make like a nest. Yeah. And you think that they might want the fur off your face. Possibly, yeah. It'd be, nice. It'd be nice and warm for them, wouldn't it? Yeah, they do use wool, don't they? Like um, sheep wool and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. There's a, there's a few problems with this. One, I think most birds have nested by now and the fledglings are out. I have them in the garden most mornings. Yeah. But I can't see them coming down and picking up your skanky hair. To, what, what sort of environment is that in to bring up a young chick? Decorated nice the house with Rob's hair. It'd be warm though, wouldn't it? Well, not, not I would have thought so. No? Okay. No, I think that's a bad idea. I still think you should have kept it. As I say, you could have weaved a wig or something. Or you could have <laughs> a little cushion or something out of it. I could, yeah, I might do that next time. If I if I grow it long again. I wouldn't recommend that. No. Going back to a previous guest, though, I think Hal Reynolds will be absolutely devastated to see what you've done, the way you've hacked it off. Because I know. I didn't take any photos either because I was going to do a, a little blog, weren't I? With the different stages, but I just didn't get round to it. And yeah, that's that's the problem now, isn't it? There was a job lined up for you right there. Yeah, could have, could have done that. You've you ruined it just by shaving. It's almost like he's done it on purpose, John. He's almost running away from that job, thinking <laughs> too much responsibility. It's too much work. You can't do it. Yeah. Somebody's identified a job for him. He didn't <laughs> like it, and instead of facing up and saying no, it's not for me, he's taken away the actual thing that made the yeah. job. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a bit bit poor, actually, Rob. Um, you know how we're struggling to try and get you into work. That was one line of work that we we were considering, and you've done as much as you can to undo it. Shame. I, I forgot yeah. to take forgot to take photos and videos, but I did get a new phone, so that was that was it was in the pipeline of of doing it, but then I just didn't get around to it. So now you've got a new phone, then. Yeah. Um, is it got a decent camera? You it's it's got a tidy it? camera. Yeah, I won't I won't give out the um the brand, but it's you know. I, I it's take better. it it's a, it's a fruit based brand, is it? It is. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I don't I don't mind name dropping because they might chuck us some cash. 
Let's, I don't Possibly. care. We, we yeah. can go all Apple. I'm an Android man myself, but hey, let's go Apple if they're okay. going to give us well, it's, it's a It's a new iPhone 11. Ooh. And the camera's quite cool because you can take um, profile pictures and it does that thing where uh-huh. up Can't close. You do that with all cameras? No, it, it's like a, a funny setting. So up close is all um, vivid. Um, and then the background vivid. is blue. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Yes. It's, it's like in. It's like in HD. So the up close is HD, and then the background is all blurry. Uh, depth of field. Yes, that's what. So I'm, yeah. So yeah, my wife of. had just had um, a new iPhone uh, yesterday, actually, or today, yesterday, I think. And um, I was playing around with it as well. And you're talking about is a po- portrait mode. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's and I, I didn't. Can you, can you see that? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, not profile picture. No, it's not profile. Well, I was, yeah, I got it mixed up. Sorry, portrait, portrait mode. Yeah. So portrait. Rob's just shown a, um, a picture on his phone, and it looked like a carnation or a flower. Or so. so, did you take the photo of the flower? Yes, I did. Yeah, I grew the flower myself as well. Did you? Yeah. Oh, see, there are yeah. talents there. Yeah, um, yeah, there are. So, so I'm usually, yeah. I'm usually not very good with with plants because I kill them off, but the roses are doing brilliantly. Everything else is dying, but roses are great. Yeah, they're quite quite hardy plants, to be fair. Yeah. If it's dry tomorrow, I'll take a photo and I'll put it up online. So back to your iPhone 11. So yeah. what's the filming um, situation? What's it like? Good quality? I don't know. I haven't tried the video yet, but the, the photos are really good. Did notice, though, that a lot of your photos were in portrait. Not yes. Yeah. So I need to adjust that. There was a discussion that. before about this. Yeah, I need to remember to do that and put it on its side. On its side. So if it's if it's all right the weekend, if it's not raining too much, I'll I'll go out and take a few photos. Uh, please feel free to not share them with either John or I, because we have very <laughs> little interest of your rose or your cat. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I, I won't mind seeing one or two, and we can share them on our uh, on our Twitter account just yeah. to. Um, to see if it's or do a video, see if it's improved from last time. Could do. Have you yeah. still got your old iPhone? Um, yes, it's in the box. I don't know so, what to do with it yet. Well, before you send it off or do whatever you do with it, yeah, and donate it to charity. Um, take a photo of something with your old iPhone camera, and yeah. then the same thing again with your new iPhone camera, and we'll see if we can notice the difference. Oh, good thinking. All right, that's why I'm here. I'll do yeah. that. And we, I think we talked in length about this before, didn't we? And often it's not just the the equipment. It's actually how you use it as well. So if you just stand there, point and shoot on both cameras, you're probably not going to see much of a difference. But, um, yeah, try and get creative. Change the, yeah, change the settings and I'll have a go. So Reese Rob's been um, quite creative with his new phone, with the sounds of it. Oh, well, I say quite creative. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's really giving it I was playing with it, basically. Yeah, he's, that he's, was tried, it. he's tried the camera out. and uh, <laughs> he's, got, he's got a new phone, he's taken a photo of his cat. That's Yes, but in profile It's a mode. cool photo, yeah. In Did he not just mode. see that? That was a cool <laughs> photo. Um, have you um, have you been up to anything creative recently, please? Well, I'm not sure I can compete with with Bob there. To be honest with you, um, obviously going to be the new digital David Bailey. Um, I well, to be honest with you, yeah, I have been sort There's of a reference for the around. kids there. There is a reference. Well, there are just the kids, the learned people. <laughs> that, that don't know, will go away and Google David Bailey, and you know, just enhance yeah. their knowledge. I think that's that's what we're trying to do: educate and inform. Is it true he's the brother of Bill, who was on Strictly Come Dancing? 
No, it's not true. And why would why would you choose Strictly Come Dancing as a reference when you could have chosen Black Books? Black Books, surely. Like yeah, I was watching that last night. Yeah. Funny enough. Uh, what what is that? Black what? Black, Black books. books. See now, this is where John's out of his depth with anything. Yeah, to see. I thought Bill Bailey was the one who did things with birds. What? <laughs> no, that's Bill Oddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, to, uh, to be fair, I think Bill Bailey is a. <laughs> I think that's what they call him. But I'm sure you're thinking of Bill Oddy. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, a Twitcher. There's a name, isn't there? So I wonder if that's where the streaming for gaming comes from. That's called Twitch, isn't it? It is called Twitch. Um, I don't know. It's certainly it's where nothing to do with bird watching, though, is it? Game no, bird. but it, it certainly had a massive influence on where Twitter came from. The name, yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's a bird. So I don't know if you've noticed, but the big the logo is a bird itself, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, we shouldn't have to educate him on this. It's his it, it, <laughs> Fabicon is uh, a bird. <laughs> no, a Fabricon is uh, is an it's icon. one of those little your, icons. Yes, in your bar, See? in your bar of the, the, uh, your the browser. Fabricon is a bit. So yeah. there we are. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's not just it's not just the listeners learning. We're it's learning not. ourselves. You are, and it's 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 my gift to you, boys. Yeah, we can cover it all from nineteen nineties <laughs> one series comedies like Black Books, all the way up to, to Twitter. Got it all, son. <laughs> is it worth a watch, Black Books? Yeah. I think so. It's good, yeah. No, actually, it's three series. Oh, it's very good. Um, it's on uh, Netflix, I think. I watched it last night. It's probably on all four as well, for all our listeners who who are rapidly switching off to <laughs> to go and find Black Books. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, listen to the pod first and then go and watch it. Yeah, listen to the pod first. and then Because there's, there's no spoilers coming up, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so what have we been up to, Reese? Yeah, I've been sort of just messing around with trying to get into so, have a look at different sort of, sort of um, systems I can use creatively. So I've been having a look at some of the stuff on Met, the MS Suite. So I've been playing with Sway to create some newsletters, um, linking them in with hyperlinks for or embedding stuff within them, just seeing what I can do, really. And just uh, only the last few days, I've started looking at creating animated videos. Just for my own pleasure, really. Cool. Oh, good. Yeah, some awesome Sounds tools good. out there, aren't there? Yeah, there's a lot out there. It's very confusing to try and work out exactly what you want and what it's for. So, and there's a, there's a lot of things, and it's quite frustrating. There's a lot of software that will offer you a free trial, but will only give you a very basic access. So you can't really even see what you can do properly. You know, if you're going to give me a free trial, fine. Give me, don't give me a month. Give me a week, but give me everything, and then I can mm. decide but they limit it. It's almost like putting stuff out of reach, you know, or if you had this package, if you had the senior package and the pro package and then the pro plus package, you're thinking, I want to make some cartoons to entertain myself. They're probably expensive as well, aren't they? Those packages. I would imagine. So yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, you're probably looking at about four or 500 quid a year. Wow. I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you'd have to be churning them out for it to be worth it then. Um, that's the problem. I had a similar kind of thing the other day. My wife's phone, um, some sort of like internal error and lost all the photos. Um, and there's some like data recovery kind of apps you can get. So I had a look at one, well, a couple really. And what they did, they looked at the phone. So you plug it in and everything, searches the phone. 
he finds the footage and the photos, etc. He shows you the previews, but then in order to actually get the the footage back, you then got to upgrade to the, to the pack, oh, never. package. So it kind of teases <laughs> you, and it's there. And then you think, yeah. do I want to pay forty quid? But what if it doesn't work? So mm-hmm. it's, you know what I mean. It, it'd be good if they did like, oh, we'll give you twenty free, so you could like get twenty photos back, and then oh, it works, and then you yeah. you pay for the rest. So it's um, yeah, it's very clever how they do that. And and like you said, there's, there's just so many out there on the market that you just don't know which is the best one to go for. It's very hard to review these sorts of things because they're all similar-ish, but quite specific in what they do. So. Yeah, and and you know what? Going back to um, one of our guests, like Hal Reynolds, for example, that's where she's created um, a really good community on Facebook, Comms Creative Community, where you can go in and you can ask people for advice. You know, whether somebody used something like this before, and that you know, it's really good because you get recommendations and and people give you some good yeah. tips. Because um, without that, you're going in blind, and anyone you could be using something and and cost you a fortune, and um, it's not very really good. So what's that group called, John? Comms Creative. Um, I'm not sure if you have to be a student and then you can access or if anyone can join, but um, it's worth having a look. There might be one open and one closed, I'm not sure. Because normally, as the professional, I approach you. I'll probably send a new message three, four times a week. What's this like? How did you do that? How did you do that? And to be fair, you're rubbish. <laughs> Most of the time, you're, I don't know. Let me know how it goes. He can tell you a lot about all the free stuff he gets from them. Oh, absolutely. If yeah, you're free definitely. Me, you'll be calendars, it. yeah. So same, same yeah. question to you. Well, actually, no. Not what have you been up to creatively. What what have you got free lately? <laughs> what have we got free? Uh, nothing free, really. I had a, um, and this might be something for us to consider, boys. I had a, a mug delivered through the door um, last week. And that was... Um, How did it fit I, through the door? Not through. <laughs> it went through the cap flap. How it came through the mug. Got delivered. No, it was um, from a podcast that I subscribed to, a Patreon version. So the Socially Distance Sports Bar, which um, after so many months payment, you get a mug. So I got a branded mug of theirs through. How do you mean um, after so many months? What, do you have to pay for I thought... So you subscribe to extra content. Yeah, you, get, you like, pay a month, you? pay monthly, but then after like four months of payments, they send you a mug as well. So it's kind of... I'm still waiting you know, for mine. But in terms of um, doing anything creatively, something I've been doing recently, which um, is, I found it frustrating, and, and I've done it before and it's been quite frustrating. When you're creating um, a document or a report or something, uh, in work for an organization and you're looking for the right photography to go into this report hey and you've, got, you've got bob with his new camera now that's true. yeah that's true yeah, yeah. come to yeah. me next time subcontract bob um so yeah you may have stock library of your own in terms of the organization's proper photos but sometimes you haven't got the right one and then you've got to find a stock photograph then out on the web um so we subscribe to some uh, websites and you, there's some free ones out there as well. But trying to find the right photo, which isn't, which doesn't look like stock, it looks. You need something that looks realistic that it could be in your country or in your location. Everything seems quite Americanized and really staged because obviously it is. Is, um, is there a gap in the market for us then? Yeah, the real life photography. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. So if we can get Bob to do it on a crap camera, and then it'd be like, oh, that's more realistic. Let's use that one. Right. I think we. One thing, surely, John, you must have learned over these many weeks is that he's not going to be behind the camera. He's going to be in front of it. He's going to be on model. That's true. That's true. Yeah, well, yeah. We could we could pimp him out to be the 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 real life model for whatever photography people want. So let's 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 think of um, a scenario. So um, you know. Let's uh, think that we want. We need a child playing in a park. Could yes. Rob do that? Yeah. So I think I what we'd have to do, do is, yeah, we'd probably have to gaffer tape up your beard so it doesn't. You're not so hairy. Maybe a bit of makeup. Um, yeah, and just to cover it. Incredibly okay. large, or take you to a forest where there's huge trees, so you look minuscule. And then, <laughs> then we'll get a massive beach ball, huge, huge. So again, making you look a bit midgety. Um, yeah, fire away. I think. Or you could just you could do those um, those distance photos, couldn't you? Oh, we could. So if do. you yeah, okay. if you take a photo yes. of the beach ball close up, and then and me standing miles away. Yeah, and then it looks yeah for the weekend. I'll have <laughs> a go with doing that. So you have to get uh, have to get your wife to take a photo of you and be like, right, stay there. Be back now. Oh, or you could, or you could put a timer. So you put the camera on timer. You and run because you're a runner. Yes, you run as fast as you can, about a mile away. Yeah. Pose and then run back and find that someone's nicked. <laughs> I think the time is only like ten seconds. Are you never tempted then, John, to? Because obviously the easiest thing is Google image search. Just go. I'm just going to nick that. No one's going to know. No. Never. Um, yeah, no, that's a big no-no because obviously you don't own it for one and when it goes into an official kind of, you know, corporate report or strategy or something that's going to be published on the company website um, and then it'd be like... It would get picked up, wouldn't it? It could yeah. do, especially with Google these days, you know, it, it picks up loads of stuff, but if somebody was to pick that up, then you could get a big trouble. Obviously, that'd come back to me because I didn't have the right... Uh, rights for it it's the same with the photography you have in the organization as well of customers and colleagues you have to make sure that they've signed consent forms and everything else and it is a bit of a minefield um just to make sure you've got everything in place which is why stock photography is pretty good for that because obviously people are models and they've done it for that reason and then you purchase it off a website and stuff um, so no, I wouldn't just Google yeah. Google search. If you were doing something internally, like a presentation or something, and it's not going anywhere else, then you can get away with adding it in, or even with a little credit on there. But if you're doing it for publications, no, no way. What do you think about that, Rob? That sounds good. Yeah, could do that. <laughs> I could do my own little, you know, photo stock. I think you should a Bob stock. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll start with cats and flowers yeah. and just build because up, yeah. There's a big demand for that in sort of organisational reports, cats and flowers. I'm, I'm sure there is somewhere, yeah. We just need to find the right audience, don't you? How much do you pay for a photo? You don't pay the photo, you pay your subscription. So how much is that for a year then, a subscription to like that? So the one I think that we pay is like about £20, £25 a month for 10 10 photographs a month that you can download. Um, so, yeah, 2.50 a photograph, which what, actually... Once you've downloaded it, then there's it, 
there's no limit to how often you can use that. That's you've, you've bought no, that you, image. Yeah, you can get different um, different licenses for where you want to use it. So if you was to use it to then sell a product, then I think you've got to pay more because you're using it to sell. So then you're making money off it. If you if you actually use it just for in um, promotion, so to speak, you know, or in a report or something like I just talked about, then it's cheaper. Or if you just put it on a website, there's like a stock image, just as like a landing page or something, then it's a lot cheaper. There are places. So there's one website called Unsplash. And there's a lot of free stuff on there. Sounds like um, a website Bob would visit quite frequently. <laughs> no, man splash those. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, unsplash, I think it's called. Then you've got things like Canva, which has got free photos on there as well, which are pretty decent. Um, you can get away with for, for some stuff. Um, but like I said, often it's trying to find the right ones and it's the ones that are realistic, which is the really, really tricky part. Um so it can be quite difficult to do that. And there was somebody on Twitter this week looking for, I think it was uh, within the sector that I work in, and then I was tagged in there to see if I, I knew of anything as well. And they were looking for consultation with customers or residents over building safety or something like that. Oh, blimey. So it was quite specific, and, and I had a quick search. I couldn't find anything that I thought was, was right, and somebody else found another photo and it just looked way too kind of polished posed and commercial and, yeah, yeah commercial and yeah. americanized that type of thing you know it, that's what it feels well perhaps we do need to go and get <clears throat> we can start local we'll start welsh we'll do lots of uh, welsh photos mm. um and then we'll move into the uk market the the other one which yeah. um do that the other one which is quite interesting is when you try and look for something in your location as well so as you know i'm based in bridgend and, and that's where i work as well and when you then look for photography of bridgend um it's quite difficult there's quite a bit out there but it is quite difficult as well so it's better to get out and about and take shots yourself um but i remember i did um an article for a company i worked with they ended up using a photograph of tembi because it was a seaside resort and it's um, not an area you cover and it's not an area we cover, and we're miles and miles away from Tembe. We're in South Wales, yes, but they they don't in West. Um, so it, it's things like that. It's quite interesting. You see across um, the internet as well. You know, assumptions. I suppose people think, oh, Wales seaside. Google that. Oh, Tembe. Oh, that's a nice shot. Yeah, it's a beautiful little town, but it's nowhere near, near where we operate. You'd be awfully disappointed when you move <laughs> without looking on a map. Yeah, you can't see you can't see the lifeboat. <laughs> oh, where's that? Oh. <laughs> Can't see the sea from Bridgend. Oh, oh, I don't know. I'm not being funny, but uh, Tembi haven't got a fair. A fair? What do you mean a fair? A fairground. Well, no, no, it's it has one. No, but it comes it comes every summer, and actually, it's there now at the moment. Um, so I don't know if I've mentioned this before to the listeners, but I'm actually from Tembi. So um, there's a fair that comes every summer. It stays for six weeks. It's opposite, and I'm doing the advertising for them. It's opposite the leisure centre in Tembi. Should you want to go, I believe it's two pound fifty a ticket for a ride. So it's good value for money. It's good fun for the kids, and it's open. I think it is open now. Every summer, it's there for six weeks. You you actually sounded like a bit like Ray Vaughan off um, Phoenix Nights. Two pound fifty. He was selling it. Two pound fifty. To get anybody want to go on a ride? Just go <laughs> <if> you <laughs> want to go faster. 
Two pound fifty for the ride though is well expensive. Oh, yeah. on. If it's not expensive, Rob, you're thinking back in the day when we could get a ride for fifty p. But then look, that was the eighties. That's probably yeah. That's what it yeah, is. That's not bad inflation when you think about it. You talking about fares? I know you two haven't got uh, kids, but I think you've got nieces, nephews, whatever. When take the kids to fairground rides and stuff now. If I go on anything that spins like a waltzer, I feel so sick and so dizzy compared to when I was younger. I yeah, don't know if that's an age thing. Any or ideas? Probably just a John thing. Um, no, because I used to <laughs> places like Oakwood and stuff like that. I'll still go on all the rides. and I don't mind the roller coasters. I'm fine with them. But like, waltzers and... Um, you know, spinny type rides, like in the, just in the park with my with my kids, I just feel like, oh, I feel, don't feel right. Yeah, it makes me feel dizzy. Sort of, I, I don't know if it's just like motion sickness or just it's probably to do with your certain rides, but I just can't. Your balance is. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah. And mine's knackered anyway, you know that. So. Basically. Yeah. I don't know what's the point of you having that second year. You may as well lop it off. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think it was about yeah. the year, and um, yeah, it's funny how balance affects you, isn't it? Because like, if you have a toe removed as well, that's that's quite a big thing. Your little toe, yeah, your little toe. <laughs> Never tried. Of course, it's a big thing. Like, because you, your foot's in contact with the ground. It's like saying, "Oh, it's funny. Oh, if you, I took a wheel off my car, I tried to drive to work, and I was all over the road." Oh. <laughs> no, that's like, that's like taking your foot off, though. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you take off your little toe, it's surprising how much balance that is affected by by removing that that small toe. So, how do you know this? Is this just anecdotal? Yeah, no, I, I've, read it, I've read it somewhere. I'm not sure. Was, was it in read the it or Wizard or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> or was it the Journal of Medical Science? Yeah, it was on. Uh, it was on the NHS website. I inquired. If I, I inquired about how my toe removed, and no. Uh, yeah, we, no, I, I can't remember where I read that. Bob, in the interest of promoting our our pod, are you willing to have yeah. your little toe removed? Um. Probably not. If it, if it's important, no. no, we don't know. But we'll film it on your new camera. Yeah, and we, we can get it on Twitter for the listeners. The, the problem is when Rob does his ten um, k's in his half marathons, he'd just be running around in circles, and because his my my balance should be shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, most ten k courses are circular anyway, so that's not a problem. You just it's do it quicker. That's true. Yeah. 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 Do it quicker. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, would it work if I if I strapped it to the other one? And then like pretended it wasn't there. Well, no, would that work? No, 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 it wouldn't. No, no, even you don't know it wouldn't work because you've still got a toe on your foot. So basically, I think it. I think the problem is that it's yeah, because you're true. so used to your distribution that you don't even think about it anymore. That if you remove that toe, that's where your issues is. If your toe was removed at birth, you it wouldn't even trouble you. No. Yeah. yeah, it's the same with breathing as well, isn't it? You don't think about breathing, but you still do it. You can't just remove your breath, though, Rob. If they stopped you, you, if you, if they stopped you breathing when you was like born, then you couldn't just carry on. You wouldn't just go, oh, I'll get used to it. That's that's true, actually. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, no, no it's, it's just one of those things, isn't it? You don't think about it, but you just do it automatically. Yeah. Do you not think that? No. Or is that just no, no, me no. being weird? I haven't thought it, but now you, no, it's, it's a valid point. Yeah, you, you do just breathe automatically. 
And see, yeah. this is this is why listeners in the past have said how they compare Rob to Carl Pilkington. Any feedback from uh, any of our listeners recently? Um, yeah, so we've had a few more uh, followers on Twitter, which is always good. So hi to the new followers. Um, we uh, are they international this time, or are they? Uh, oh. Don't know. Local. Don't just don't know forget we we were trying to Sorry, tap those, yeah, those key markets of we were going through well, yeah with my um your, yeah with the accent I thought we would have and shot the fact you were going to cover most of Africa and links was your plan those <laughs> are the two key areas we were looking for so we've got a follower um, called Joseph P Huber I think his name is. And um, he's from Chicago. Oh, wow. Hello, Joseph. Yeah, so... Um, the Windy City. He's a community strategist um, at Sprout Social in Chicago. And Sprout Social are a big social media um, software, which um, is really good for marketing and publishing content onto social. Good Lord. Um, yeah. yeah so, nice. um, Do you think he's listening to us so that he knows what to tell others, not what to do? You don't want to sound like those, those Welsh boys. <laughs> I I would have thought, he'd, yeah, either that or he's hoping to sell us Sprout Social at some point. <laughs> oh, so, it's, it's a, so they don't... Okay, so they sell products too. They, uh, no, their, their product is called Sprout Social, um, and that is a tool for you to publish content to social media. Uh, okay. Oh, so he's going to blast us with a sales pitch at some point. Maybe, but it, um, the reason he started following us was because he retweeted um, a tweet that I sent out, actually, because I was on um, Comms Hero, who we had Elliot on, Elliot on a couple of episodes back, and yeah. um, on one of their sessions, and Hal Reynolds was on there doing a session. So I just said um, on there about one of her crap doodles, because she mentioned it on the pod with us um, jokingly and said she was a guest on the pod. He, he retweeted that and, and followed us, which is obviously great. And really oh, well, that's nice. good, actually, yeah. So thank yeah, you, Yeah, so... And off the back of that as well, we had... Um, before before we do that, because um, uh, obviously we know that Bob is getting into his accents now, do you want to give just a big old American thank you? Um, let me come back to you. I'll have to practice my uh, my American. Writing it down. I, I am, yeah. How, how did you know that? You went for a pen. Leaned in. You know me so well. So what yeah. do you actually write down on there? Are you writing down American accent? Um, He's writing down it phonetically in an American well, I, accent. I, yeah, I started writing American, and then I was going to write down what I was well, going to we'll say. Help you with that. So all you need to say is, okay. well, thank you, Joseph. I hope you enjoy the rest of this pod, if you're listening. And you can choose, you can be... Texan, you can be North American, well, not necessarily Canadian. But uh, see, there's too many New accents, York. isn't it, America? Just pick what you think would be your quintessential American accent. I always find when you oh. go for American, Rob, is you start with hey. Or G. Yes. So if you want to, you can go for both. G, okay. Hey, G. Hey, G. But his name's Joseph, so I could say, say hey, Joseph. Jay. So you can, you know, <laughs> merge it into one, smash those words together. 
let me have a practice and I'll um I'll come back to you. Practice now with us. John can always edit it out. Yeah. I'll cut out the worst. He won't, he'll leave it in. I know what he's like. So okay, in 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 your normal accent, what are you gonna say? I don't know. That's from really writing down now. Say, See, you put me on the spot. Hey, hey Joseph, thanks for the yeah. thanks for the follow. Okay. Yeah. I'm, see, I'm I'm thinking about the accent. I'm struggling with so it already. Just just what you want to do? Just hit it with your normal. Read it once through with your normal voice to us, and then just go straight into it without. Otherwise, you'll overthink it. Think, I will. Think of, yeah. Okay. Of Tom Cruise in your head. So, in Rob's voice, it says. Hey, Joseph, thanks for the follow. And Tom Cruise says... Hey, Joseph, thanks for the follow. Not too bad. It sounds the same. It's just, hey, it was a bit higher. You sound like a Welshman who's been living in Chicago for a while. (laughs) Not like you're from Chicago, but that's okay. No. Um, So, yeah. Off the back of the the same kind of um, session the Hell Reynolds did... Um, Matt Batten, who is on Twitter at commsguymatt, um, tweeted and said she was uh, he, he was gutted, so he couldn't attend that session. So I tweeted to say, "Have a listen to our podcast with Hal Reynolds. Um, it'll fill your years full of funny social stuff and chocolate." Um, and I thought, you know, see if you want to listen. Well, Rob, you'll love his reply. Go on, what he said. Listen to this a few weeks ago. Brilliant stuff. Hey, thank you, Matt Batten. Good, Good feedback there. Good feedback. So yeah, he's uh, he's on board. So hopefully, listen to this uh, this app and um, and get in touch again. Um, yeah. So yeah. Now that you've brought up um, chocolates, have you been on the Tunex website lately? Oh. No, it's not like I do on a regular basis. I, I, yeah, I was, I was on there the other week. I don't know if it's new, if it's probably been there for a while. But if you go on the, the website, um, there's all new merchandise and there's some old adverts and fun stuff. So it's like different games you can play on there as well. Okay. So, yeah, I, I can tell already cool. you were in work yeah. when you were doing this, weren't you? It was lunchtime, but yes, I was in work. <laughs> Fun stuff. Okay, I'm yeah, I'm there. Yeah, fun stuff. There's different games on there, so you can do like Connect Four galleries, and there's a at the bottom there's a puzzle slider, <laughs> which is quite tricky. I had to go, and it's uh, okay. It's hard work. Oh, yeah, it's one of them slidey puzzles. Yeah. yeah. So it, it it times you as well. So you've got a timer going on, and it tells you how many moves you've so made. What was your best time that you solved it in there, Bob? think it was about seven minutes i know i need to practice um, any listeners but i was eating at the same time this, so. and if you can do it at a better time don't forget to do a screen grab and upload it to, <laughs> to bob's twitter which is my twitter is at rob pez 24 also the branded twitter which is at the branded pod Fantastic. And we'll see if you can beat Rob's seven minutes. Blimey. If, yeah, I think... Uh, I'm trying to know. It's actually quite tricky. Um, 
See, I told you. But it, it, I've fifty-five moves so far. It's um fifty-five moves. <laughs> yeah, to try and I've only got it's hard work. Got a couple of. Well, I, I had to have a go a few times. It's, it's quite quite clever, you know. It's not. I wouldn't spend too much time in there like robbers, to be honest, because I've got a lot more work to do. But um, it's it's <laughs> clever how it builds together then that image of the the branded packaging and everything else. Um, so you know. This sounds yeah. a bit fun, but it, I, I'm not a I'm not a fan of games like that on websites. So I don't, don't I didn't realize people went and played them on there, but Rob has. So. Yeah, I don't, how did you find that? Did it's someone a, tell you about it, or were you just <clears throat> looking at the Tunnock's website? Um, I was. I think I was eating a caramel at the time. Um, and I was looking at the packaging, and it was a, a website then. Now, so I just clicked and. Do you know what I? Re- I reckon. See what was there. I reckon you would be one of the types of people who would eat the chicken nugget while looking at a chicken in a farm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and probably trying to offer some to the chicken. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he must be hungry. But you're you're a perfect consumer because you've I've... been eating a chocolate no. bar. You read what was on yeah. there and went straight on to their website. Yeah. Yes, you're, you're from, from a marketing point it of view. Your dream, exactly. Yeah. User experience. I didn't buy anything from the website. That was the only thing. But there's lots on there. Lots of merchandise. But if you've on gone there. on there again, that branding has gone into your head. You've been on that website. You've looked at it. You've seen all the flashing colours. Blah blah blah. You can recognise yeah. that brand. So when we talked a couple of pods ago, when you was in the supermarket, walking down the aisle, first one you seen Tenex. You know, it all adds to it. You go on their website, you play their games, you're like a super fan. Pretty much, yeah. You are. And have they given you the recognition yeah. that you deserve? Have they sent you a um, I haven't had, I haven't had any freebies through the post TV yet. Umbrella? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, no. Well, who knows? I'd like, I'd like to see come the winter that you've got a turn next tea cake bobble hat. That would be cool. Hmm. We need to work on that. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we haven't had uh, any other uh, big correspondence, but just want a big shout out to um, one of our previous guests, Elliot. Um, his birthday when we recorded this was either today or yesterday. Um, well, the thing so... is, he doesn't know when <laughs> Which one? So we can just say his birthday <laughs> is today, and he won't know. No, but so... I just want to cover all bases. But he's not going to know. <laughs> Happy birthday today, Elliot. Happy birthday, Elliot. Hope you enjoy your big day. Happy birthday. And um, he did get in touch after we wished him happy birthday on Twitter. Um, and we just mentioned that hopefully he'll get a lot of Gymshark gear because he's a big Gymshark fan. Um, yeah. Hopefully he hasn't piled on the weight because, as we know, Reese, they don't do equip- they don't do shorts or pants for his size. They don't? No, not for the largest size person, no. which mm. is terrible. The people who need it most not going to reopen old wounds. No, no. If Elliot is listening as well, um, we still haven't had our scratch and sniff calendars yet. <laughs> I'm just wondering if they're lost in the post, yeah, if they're well, on the way. Nothing, mate. You know, nothing. Unless at it's all, all being diverted yeah. through John's house, and it's it, just yeah, it might be going to John. On. Yeah, you that's know what, what it is. You get for Christmas, don't you? It would be a scratch <laughs> Christmas around his house. <laughs> uh, imagine that. Just one Christmas, I in a pile of any freebies that I got and just give them to all the family.
to this is a question to you, Bob, and also to you, John. What have you boys noticed recently then in the in the world of branding? Have you been watching the cricket the last couple of weeks? Is that the the one hundred, the new, the new one hundred tournament? Yes. Yeah, I have. What are That's your thoughts good. on it? Um, I like the branding because it, it's um, it, it it stands out really good because you've got sort of like all the um, the website and the pages and the the screen when it's on telly as well. It's like bright green and pink as well. Now you're it's, a it's, quite it's big cricket fan. Um, I will watch cricket. Quite enjoy it if it's on. Not yeah. Much. Couldn't see how it wouldn't matter so much to me. So this is a brand new competition, I understand. It's the first time you've got both women's and men's games taking place side by side, generally on the same day, is that yes. right? Um, yeah, that's Because so it. I think cricket people traditionally think of as taking days for a test match. Well, obviously, there's a mm. T20, which probably that's quite old now, I guess. So what are your thoughts on the competition itself? Do you think this is something that's going to revolutionise cricket and the way people watch it? Um, possibly, yeah. Yeah, it may not, sort of, not revolutionise it because you've still got the original test cricket that's still going on. Um, but it's uh, a new competition that's getting, getting everyone involved, I think, and excited about it. Because it's not the like the plain old sort of you know the the five day cricket is sometimes a bit tedious, a bit boring. Um, but because this only goes on for probably maximum about two hours each game, um, and it's really good because there's there's lots of sort of pyrotechnics and music involved in there as well. Um, and from what I've seen on the crowds, it's uh, it is taken yeah. And the brand itself then. The 100, and I've seen it say so what it's been advertised quite prominent. Mm. Do you think they've, they've done enough to sufficiently change that to other cricket competitions so it stands out by itself? Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, because you've, I mean, like I said before, you've got the, the test cricket, you've got the T20 and the, the county championships. Um, but I know overseas you have um, like the, the IPL and the sort of... Um, the different different leagues over there but this yeah this stands out because it's not just home-based players it's all internationals as well so it kind of is a sort of a, a brand that goes worldwide yeah i think it looks like it's a welcome shot in the arm um john are you much of a crooked mm. man yeah no i i'm not i don't don't mind playing it um but not not watching it i find it quite boring um but it, there's a couple of sports like this that i don't particularly watch find boring and wouldn't put the TV on if it was on. However, similar to the other sport that I'm talking about, which is darts, I think the 100 with the cricket has done the same thing. Um, it's made it fun to watch. It's more, it's entertaining, more entertaining, isn't it? Yeah. It's getting the crowd involved um, and it's more of a spectacle and I think that's what it needs. Um, if you're a diehard cricket fan, you'd watch cricket anyway, you'd watch the test matches, you'd go all day and maybe have a couple of pints or whatever and, and sit in the sun and just watch it for a lot of people it's quite boring so I think they needed to do something like this and then to do something like that, like you said, it's over within a couple of hours instead of all day 
the brand that goes with it is all colorful, yeah. all vibrant, and it, and it's in your face type of thing. It works really well with it. Um, and I, I know we've shared between us a couple of like the the jerseys and stuff, and and they are quite cool and and colorful. And you can imagine people going and purchasing them to wear like football shirts, where previously you you wouldn't go out and buy some cricket whites and wear them around town, would you? Well, I don't know. Uh, Peter Davison was one of my favourite Doctor Who's, and that's uh, exactly what we wore. No, I agree. I think it's I think it's a shot in the arm, and I'm probably the type of fan that they might be looking to attract because I'd watch cricket on TV. I wouldn't necessarily go and take in a test match, as, as John said. Um, the T20 seemed quite exciting, but not something I'd ever seen. This, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, do you know what? An afternoon and an evening, two games, the women's game first, then the men's game. You know it's going to be wrapped up. Um, you're quite right that the uniforms they wear are distinctly different to what you'd normally get. And I know, obviously, the T20 yeah, is more standard, brighter standard. than your normal cricket cricket whites. But, yeah, I, I think it's a very interesting competition. The thing I noticed about it, though, was I think I started looking at the sponsors. And I was, the first one I came across was, oh, sponsored by Hula Hoops. That's interesting. <laughs> and then someone else is sponsored by Butterkist and looked at it. They're all sponsored by different brands of crisps. Yeah, that's why Rob likes it. Well, KP, that's it and I couldn't figure out. Yeah, <laughs> so you have you say you've got KP and they got Butterkist, and then it was only having to go back and look at it and go ah. So the whole of the kit, all of the kits, are sponsored by the KP family of products. So oh, okay. And I don't know, perhaps that that will change. And they've obviously signed it for the first year because no one was sure how this would go, and that might change in the mm. future. But, yeah, as, as John, as you said, I can see the, the shirts becoming just as wearable as football shirts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, like I said, I haven't really watched it. Uh, I've I've seen a lot of buzz around it, um, in particular from you guys as well on chat and stuff. Um, and then just looking at it, their website and everything, it just seems that much more appealing. It reminds me a little bit of um, of the Premier League, and um, and I play fantasy football with the Premier League, and and the similar kind of colours with the with the bright green and and stuff like that. The Rob have said about already. Um, so yeah, I think like you said, it's a it's a really really good move, um, similar to the darts. It was something that was needed. If cricket was going to survive or grow, should I say? Yeah, yeah. John killing off cricket. So I don't like it. He was killing it off. (laughs) (laughs) If the tickets are free, John, would you go? Um, for a two-hour game, probably yes. Oh, shut up! Um, it's free. You, of course, you of course would. would. Not for an all-day. Being there like a flash. No, no, I wouldn't for an all-day kind of. Okay, I just find it boring. It's the same with darts. So you know what, they to- drop through your door some free tickets, some free jerseys, a free mug, and a free calendar. <laughs> you love the freebies, John. Oh, I take the freebies. I just wouldn't go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I can. I can see. Um, like I said, you know, I, I can see myself. Anyone really buying the shirts um, or wearing the shirts because they, 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 they're more aligned with you know football, rugby type shirts and stuff, which, um, which, which is quite nice to see, really. Um, instead of yeah, just something boring. 
Um, I can't remember who it was. It, it might have been one of our followers on here. Um, yeah, I'm sure it was. And the, when we were talking about the Euro shirts, we put out on Twitter which ones we liked. Um, and yeah. there was a, a term that he used. Um, and it was, does it look good with jeans? And if you can get a football shirt like that, or even the cricket shirts that they've got, that will look decent with a pair of jeans, then you're onto a winner because you, you'll wear it casually then, won't you? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah so that's a nice, good um, good shout there. There was, there was another one, Rob, just based on the kind of shirts and stuff there you, you talked about as well, which, um, which you noticed recently about a sponsor. Do you want to share that? It was the, the new Man United football sponsor who are on their main kit team is it team viewer or something first of all can i quantify this and just check a couple of things with you rob so yeah do you like the chevrolet on the man united shirt um yes because i they used to like they did a a black and white one last year like a like a zebra striker And that was really okay, nice. So that's, that's really honest. And so this isn't some sort of partisan because yeah. you're a Liverpool fan. Not like no, any no. shit. So what is it particularly then? Because I always found the Chevron logo, as a Man United fan, too heavy and too big. As a team viewer, yeah, it's a lot smaller. Um, what is it you don't particularly like about it? It just looks weird. Is that just because you're not used to seeing it? And come the end of the season, it'll look normal. Like when we changed over from, from Sharp. It was like, well, Sharp's been on our shirts for years. Back in the yeah. It's just... Possibly, yeah. It might be something that takes a while to get used to. But it's... I mean, looking at the, the photo now, it's not even... They've done that weird thing where it's it's angled rather than just flat it's, on the... It, it, tell you what it is. It's a design thing it is. And Rob is spot on. So I think Rob have learned something during this podcast anyway. And it, when you look at it, um, it's it's not symmetrical. So you've got your Adidas badge on one side, you've got the Manu badge on the other side, and then you've got the right thing, but you've also got a, a logo with the team viewer thing on yeah. one side, but not the other. So then it makes it feel heavy on one side. So then it also looks like the team viewer logo is too close to the Adidas one. So it feels like it needs to be a bit lower down the shirt and a bit smaller, more in the centre. Yeah. Um, so I think it's more about just the design of the shirt, not necessarily the actual... The, the logo or the um, the the brand on the shirt, it just makes it look a little bit weird. Yeah, it's. It, it, I, I don't think it's dreadful. I've seen a lot worse kits and sponsors. Mm. Um, it's as you say, it's sitting up. But again, it's it's the fact that is it that Team Viewer isn't as recognisable as a logo at the moment. If that was a bigger company, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. That's you know. what it could be. Yeah. No, say to you, you're new into this sort of the first time. I yeah. think it's quite a coup that you've got that you notice a lot of Premier League now are moving away from your traditional sponsors, which would be your alcohol years ago, would have been your tobacco, your bets, your yeah. big banks. Into there are different areas coming through now. You're betting, I'm not still not clear whether betting is allowed or not on shirts. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the rules are with that i think they had some they had some casinos on a few shirts didn't they yeah but are they allowed i remember what's i know there was there was a bit of a fuss about some of the kits that came up which was you know like online slots casinos and stuff like that 
Yeah, yeah. I don't think the sh- I don't think the Manu shirt does it just justification either, though, because there's a picture here of Paul Pogba with a long sleeve version of the shirt on, and it just looks like a League Two shirt. Like I, I've played with Sunday League clubs where you get you can get a book and you can order like a, a batch of shirts, which looked very similar to that. So you just chose the color, and they were all the same. And it, it yeah, it's just not that nice a shirt. It either. just looks like that. Yeah. If if you look at that in comparison to last year's shirt, and if you can get them side by side, it's, it's good. I think it looks a lot less busier. It looks a lot less fussy. It almost reminds me of a retro shirt. It's it's very simplistic. Mm. It reminds me of the type of shirt mm. you would have seen yeah. in the 80s. And I don't know if that's the style they've kind of gone for. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it feels to me that it's a type of shirt that you would buy for your five-a-side team. It's like a two-tone. One is shiny and one is... Right, like if you had 250 quid, down. you would, and they get one each. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, back to the branding of the, the logo sponsor. I, I agree with Rob. It's... Um, I think it's just the sim- not symmetrical. It's, it's the, the way yeah, it feels just, it, it, it looks it just, odd. Yeah, looks a little bit odd. But um, on the on the shirt sponsor side of things, something which I'm sure you guys have noticed as well is uh, Wrexham, which is uh, obviously north of our country. Yes, um, I did see that. They obviously are owned now by Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhenney, um big Hollywood stars. And they're doing wonders with them in terms of their interaction with the fans. They're, they're obviously doing a documentary on them as well, which I think is going to be like on Amazon or Netflix or something, which is great. It'll be really cool to see. Yeah. Um, but they're sponsored by TikTok, which when you think about it, in terms of how much of a huge social media platform that is now and how modern it is, a club of Wrexham's, not size, because they are a big club, they're an old club and they're a famous club, but where they are in their league and everything else, to nail a sponsor like that, which is so modern and yeah. of its age. It's like a, a worldwide yeah, brand, it, isn't it? feels yeah. a bit yeah. mental. Yeah, but unfortunately that's nothing to do with Wrexham, though, is it? That's to do with the Hollywood effect. No. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah, yeah but it's it just, um, yeah, just find it, yeah, find it bonkers. Um, like I said, it is the Hollywood effect, without a doubt. It's great to see that they can do that. Um, and it makes no difference that Wrexham are in the lower leagues, but they still have got them people on board. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but again, which is mm, a big like we were just talking about with the United shit, how the emergence of things like TeamViewer, which is a software, but TikTok, mm. again, you see that, that that's starting to come through now. Uh, into sponsorship and taking over where traditionally it would have been, I don't know, Wrexham, it probably would have been Brian's Garage or something like that. But (laughs) but the money is coming from different sources from where it has done traditionally. It would be interesting to see how football clubs, um, and not just football, but other sports teams, um, will look to take advantage of that, or if they're able to, or whether they'll feel sort of hampered by what were the traditional sponsors. Yeah, it's interesting though, isn't it? How um, Reynolds and McElhenney, uh, what they do in there and their marketing team, 
they, they, they've obviously got TikTok as their sponsor, and they had the trailers before that, didn't they? Because they did that cool video on YouTube, switching over from that and thanking them and stuff. But they haven't just dropped them. They've moved them to the short sponsors. So they've kept them on board, yeah. and they've kept it a family kind of yeah, tradition. Rather than getting instead of just yeah. like, oh, many talks, they can have the hula kit because they've paid for this or whatever. They've gone, like, now we want to keep them. Um, Ivo Williams trailers or something like that, they call calling Um So that's really interesting. Um, but, yeah, there's there's all kinds of different sponsors now and opportunities, and there's, there's obviously money involved in all different places. And during the Euros... That's one thing I really noticed as well is around the the football the the football pitch was TikTok was everywhere then on on the boards mm. and everything. So um, yeah, yeah, it's a big um, it's a big industry, and they're uh, they cleaning up. Um, I've got one other thing that I've noticed as well, if that's okay, quickly, um, and that is well, two things: the little car from the Euros. Yeah, that took the ball onto the pitch, which was <laughs> which was a bit crazy anyway. But it's got his own Twitter account, and Has it? yeah, and somebody oh, somebody was a bit cheesed off um, because they've got a blue tick before they've got one. So they've only they've only recently started, <laughs> and they they've been verified already, and they've got their own Twitter account. So how the little bus that took the rugby ball on? To the Olympic, was it the Sevens? I'm sure it's oh. the news. It was the Sevens, yeah, yeah the, the other day. They I've have a little that. bus yeah. that drove the ball on. Now, I don't know. They might that, I don't know if that's <laughs> come out of COVID, is it? Because people shouldn't be touching the ball beforehand. I don't know. Oh, that's not that'd be bonkers, wouldn't it? Because surely everyone who's involved in there would, you would have thought, would have been checked by that point anyway. I think it's got to be just a marketing thing, isn't it? Um, let me just check. Rugby bus. Hmm. No, I can't can't see anything. Um oh whatever. I had fun watching the little rugby car. But I can't see if it's got its own little um Twitter account. <laughs> That's a funny old bus thing, isn't it? Oh, that's weird, weird. Yeah, but the car has got its own um, Twitter account, and I just thought it was just quite interesting that they've gone from that thing on the field, which has obviously got some sort of advertising and been driven on by uh, Land Rover or whatever it was, and then they've moved that onto social media and made it more of a thing. Yeah, and yeah, it's very, it's very clever. And obviously, yeah. Yeah. I suspect those sort of decisions are made even before they've decided to go ahead with it. There are brands already now thinking of what will be the spin-off. And, and I guess yeah. the other thing would be, what if someone else gets hold of this Twitter handle before we do? How would they use it? Yeah, like, yeah no, parody account. So I guess that's part of the thinking now is we've got to own it all, even in cyberspace. Yeah, yeah no, spot on. You have to do that straight away. Um yeah, and the last thing, Andres, before uh, before we pass over to you, is something that I noticed earlier on, which um, I found pretty interesting. On Twitter, BBC broke with this story, and I think it broke on other places as well. And it said, and it's sport related again, um, but it says Red Bull, 
requested a reassessment of the penalty given to Lewis Hamilton for a collision with Max Verstappen at the British Grand Prix. Now, what I found interesting about it was that Red Bull has requested it and how a brand now essentially owns owns that team, that car. It's a bit like Sky with the team. Yeah, yeah. A bit like Sky yeah. with the Tour de France and things like that. And it, instead of Lewis yeah. Hamilton yeah. being the the person who he's just a driver, isn't he? Yeah. But he but he's the sports star. Mm. But I just found it interesting the way the story is kind of broken off. Red Bull are, are doing this because, but they're a brand, they're a drink, they're, a, they're, a, they're an energy drink. But now they've moved into this world that they own this, this, this car, this company, this, this team. I, th- I think, I think um, with Formula One, though, I think to be honest with you, that's not a new thing. That goes back years and years and no, years. No, if you think about yeah. the team of Benetton, um, McLaren were a team even before they started producing road cars. Um, and uh, yeah, and, that, and that's that's the thing that that is just kind of clicked with me really when I read it, and then I read it again. I was thinking, right, I'm reading this, and it's telling me Red Bull. That's actually a brand. It's a company. It's a, it's, a, it's an energy drink. They uh, uh, are making an appeal, but the driver, the sports star, is actually Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Um, whereas in in most sports, it's either a team that's say like Manchester United, Liverpool, etc., a, a place. Um, or a country, etc. But now you see, well, I say now, like I said, it's been going on for a long time. Do you think, this was my question to you guys, is do you think that eventually the big clubs are going to be renamed to become a, a, you know, owned by a brand? So Wrexham, for example, you know, is that going to become TikTok FC at some point? I don't think the big clubs will be renamed, but I think the clubs that have been renamed will become the big clubs like um, RB Leipzig, which is Red Bull Leipzig. So, and yeah, they've got another one in their stable, one. haven't they? Who's the other RB? Is it Salzburg? Something like that. There is another one. So I think oh. they will become the big clubs by de facto. Yeah. And that's when I, you won't see a, a, a Red Bull or an RB Liverpool or an RB Arsenal or Man United. Um, you will have brands that are closely associated with them, but I think it will be those clubs that are being renamed will become the big players in the future. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because yeah. they'll they'll have the the backing, yeah. won't yeah. they? Yeah, because you know you see it with stadiums and stuff. You know that they are renamed. Um, uh, I think a big one at the time was Swansea City Stadium, Liberty, and that was because of a company that um, sponsored it or help build it or whatever it was um, and it was a little bit of uproar at the time you know because it wasn't to do with the club so to speak but yeah that's interesting actually the RB1 um, but yeah it's like the um, the Millennium Stadium yeah that's changed hasn't it with a different different branding with different backers yeah yeah but yeah we got I think it's gonna we're gonna see more and more with that but it, and it's, it's a shame really isn't it especially if you've got towns and cities link to clubs and, and stuff if they just become a brand, a, a name of a brand yeah. that's a chocolate bar or an energy drink or something like that. It just seems seems quite a shame. But I think with, with I mean, Liberty and Principality, they're all general names that suit. Okay, I think the biggest one or the worst one was Newcastle. 
because Mike Ashley didn't even attempt to hide it and renamed what was St. James's Park, was it? He renamed it sportsdirect.com stadium. You think, you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just awful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, so they were my things that I noticed last week. What were you, Reese? Um, I don't think I've noticed much at all, as I say. Mainly it was the cricket, which obviously Rob and I have spoken about. Um, that's been fascinating me. But yeah, no, that's that, that's about it, really. If you want to get in touch or slide into our D- DMs, what does that mean? Follow us on Twitter at The Branded Pod. Um, Rob, hashtag get Bob a job. 